0: Faster than, Faster than expected. Abrupt climate change and the consequences for us and other living beings on our earth. No one should be alone in the greatest challenge of our time. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. Here's your host, Wolfgang Farminghausen. Imagine you only have one year to live. What are the most important things you want to do? That's the question I've asked six wonderful interview partners. Let them inspire you to look death in the face more calmly and to accept that we are all going to die once anyway. Here I have selected a few highlights. I will not comment on these quotations any further. If some things are not quite understandable or you want to know more, please listen to the whole interviews. You can find the links in the show notes to this episode, fasterthanexpected.1 slash FTE42, fasterthanexpected.1 slash FTE42. Please enjoy listening. We begin with Barbara. She's talking about preparation for death and dying, inner and outer work.
1: A while ago, I saw this was actually from one of the uh, near-term human extinction Facebook groups. Somebody mentioned a book called uh, A Year to Live, written by Stephen Levine. And it sounded very intriguing, and I got the book, and... I thought this is a very, very good book for um, preparation of death and dying. The Stephen Levine book is a lot about inner work, and I will tell you a little bit about it later when I tell you what my, um, my bucket list is for this last year because I divided it into inner and outer things that I want to do. And the third thing I think that's very important is healing relationships. Mm-hmm. And this, and I, I really like this approach in the book. This is a meditative exercise where you go into meditation, you visualize meeting with certain people, and there's uh, on one hand the meditations that are great. For where you tell those people that you have good relationships with know how grateful you are for uh, what they've given you or what they've brought into your life. And then there's the forgiveness meditations where you forgive people who have not done you good or whatever but also, you ask for forgiveness in meditations or with people that um, you think you've done them wrong. Mm-hmm. Uh, I hope that doing this one year will also help me face and accept my death, my mortality, more, mm-hmm. and and the mortality of everything around us, because. I noticed the moment that I awakened to this, the situation that we're in. When I became aware of it, I started. Like in the summer, I would try to save the bees from the rain when the bumblebees got in the rain, and I would go and rescue them. And um, it, I kept trying to save everything that's out there and i have to accept that we all have a a life cycle and so i I hope this helps me um deal with the situation we're in
0: kevin lives in the place of his dreams and spends as much time as possible in nature
2: I'm fully aware of the ecological Armageddon that's unfolding on our planet. I've spent a lot of time being involved in environmental issues, and in the last six or seven years, it's come to my attention that we've gone off the cliff and we're heading into the abyss. I've been to 50 countries in my life. I used to be an ocean sailor, and I did a lot of sailing around the planet, and I did a lot of uh, overlanding and in a truck in Africa and a van in in Europe. I did 30,000 kilometers in an old combi van in Europe. Mm -hmm. I've had a really good look around the planet and I am living today in exactly the place of my choice on the planet. And I know that is a position of extreme privilege. And I'm trying to spend as much time as I possibly can in nature Immersed with nature and helping nature whilst it is still in the condition that it is in today. So that's my plan is to spend as much time in nature as I can. And coincidentally, a a lot less time on social media and on the computer.
0: Mm -hmm. (laughs) And you're voluntarily working in a nursery for trees, I, I think.
2: Mm -hmm. Yes, that's right. Some fantastic friends of mine on the island have started a not-for-profit nursery on a rewilding project. And there's a famous quote from a man called Edward Abbey who said, action is the antidote to despair. My final act of rebellion is to try and keep planting trees, even though I know, even though I know what's unfolding and where it's all going to end. It's, it's my way to pay homage to Gaia and carry on. What I'm advocating for at the moment is for the curriculum at the schools to be completely overturned. We should be teaching at the schools resilience. We should hmm. be teaching practical skills. All the skills around, that I know in the developed world are all oriented about churning out young people as cogs in the wheel of industrial civilization. And I think we all need to step up. It's the time for elders now to tell the truth to the last generation of youth.
0: Pauline wants to shed toxic people and heal relationships.
3: Yeah, I I want to be as close to my kids as possible. Mm -hmm. And that was one of the main reasons we moved back to the States from Central America was, you know, my kids really needed me. My sister, my baby sister needed me. She's, she's sick. She's got cancer. Mm -hmm. And so it was, you know, really important for me to be present for Mm -hmm. them. The other really important thing is I want to shed toxic experiences, toxic, People, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you know, I just not so easy. (laughs) It's not. It's not. No, I don't know why. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why, but yeah, and it's uh, yeah, it's worth. It's you know, it's definitely worth the effort because life is short. (laughs) (laughs) How do you do it? How do I do what?
0: He- healing uh, relationships.
3: <laughs> well, uh, usually you have to make an effort. It's it's like you know making a very special meal you know all these special ingredients. You got to take your time, mm-hmm. and same thing with the relationship. You you have to respect what that person needs. And you also have to respect your own boundaries and you've got to, you know, is this, this relationship, is this worth saving? Is it worth changing the relationship? You might change how you, your expectations of how a relationship looks and you can work through the ugly stuff and get to the other side at least have a friendship hmm. and you know and that you can do that with with people who've stabbed you in the back <laughs> maybe maybe not <laughs> maybe not you know i got the farm that was on the bucket list I had a whole bunch of chickens, and they were beautiful, mm-hmm. and they hatched out of their eggs, and they would crawl into my lap because you know they, they was like, "Oh, look, it's mommy, and she's got the food," and they were so cute. But the one thing I didn't get on the farm, I didn't have a horse, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still a little nine year old girl who wants a pony, mm-hmm. um, and it's just like I. I just still have that dream somewhere, you know, somehow, at some point, maybe I'll have a pony.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Jan wants to cultivate the flower garden, walk in beauty and escape the trap of duality.
4: And then serendipity, I guess, uh, brought me the opportunity to work with a woodland. Initially, we thought we could be an example of carbon sequestration Mm -hmm. as well as just working for the mutual benefit as what I call a wood hand, just part of the hands that help in the wood, and -hmm. the wood helps us. Now, I'm afraid, you know, it's too late for carbon sequestration, so we just work together for the sake of it and to protect ourselves for as long as possible Although, if it's just one year, I'm considering filling an old chest freezer with one year's supply of ice cream (laughs) for my 93-year-old landlady, Patricia, who I have the great good fortune to look after. Mm. And I must say, she thinks it's a great idea. On an emotional and mental level, the one-year deadline spurs me, me to do as much as possible in the time remaining, such as adding to and promoting the database and feeling gratitude for the assistance and moral support given by such inspiring people as Jennifer Hines,
5: mm-hmm.
4: Wendy Badurski, and it must be said, your good self, Wolfgang. Thank um, you. Mm-hmm. And it's not because I hope there will be a good outcome. It's just what we do. A reassuring process. And with this unfolding catastrophe, I, I really, really want to know what happens next. I want us to look our best when the day comes. It's strange. I must say my dress is a little less slovenly than normal. Mm-hmm. An extra effort will be put into the flower garden as the Lakota say, walk in beauty. What if big brains tricked, us, into believing in the reality of a self, which is separate from the world, with its own special interests and attitudes? If so, it pushes humanity into the trap of duality, just as it says in Genesis. The dualities are everywhere we look, even unto life or death and being or nothingness. What if the universe is not like that? What if the self thing does not exist? If this is the case, How do you lose yourself?
0: David has nothing against leaving the planet with its endless struggles. Yet he's grateful and wants to continue helping people.
5: George Gurdjieff used to say human beings cannot do. To me, when I think of well what do i what would i do with one year left, left to live there's an assumption there which for me is poignant pointed is that we can do nothing in my case i i agree with kujaf that life just kind of happens we can talk about all the wonderful things that we would do to right our wrongs or to go visit places or do things but the assumption is is that you can do I am very involved behind the scenes with different people in climate activism. And the assumption is is that you can write a white paper or engineer a device or do cloud seed, seeding, seeding or uh, reduce ocean acidification. But, you know, most people not, there are some who are very strong, but, you know, most people cannot manage their email inbox if I could do anything before I would leave this world, I would want to help others, help mentor young people. Mm -hmm. But that would be assuming that I'm not doing it now. I mentor people all the time. And um, I'm not the embodiment of a good life, but I'm the embodiment of an honest life. And I've tried to help others and try to honor my agreements. And, um, uh, really grow my sense of compassion i've had wonderful friends mm-hmm. I've had some wonderful women in my life i've had wonderful friendships my whole life i've had so many gifts given to me so it's not that i'm ungrateful it's that life has not been life has been endless struggle and it, it's, it's here today I feel like I'm living in a hospice situation. So I don't need to wait a year. It's right in front of me today. And it's it's sad and it's unfortunate. It's such a beautiful world. But um, there's a, a group of stars that are 8 million light years away and Betelgeuse is 320 million years away. It's And Mm -hmm. I I feel like I came from that world and I look forward to returning. Mm -hmm. And yet I understand things like spreadsheets and the stock market and, uh, HTML or whatever. It doesn't mean that I'm really part of this. It just means I know how to, how to play the game on earth and how to help humans get their stuff done. But I'm not really a believer. This is some great game, some wonderful thing. It's, uh, I look, I look forward to going back home. I really do. I look at the stars and uh, I mm. feel I will go back there and meet people here on Earth. And I feel like they're from there too and uh, we'll all be back home eventually.
0: Building guitars and living in the rainforest, Catherine finds elements of a beautiful simplicity in things.
6: Out, I probably see more species of trees than I've ever seen in my life in Canada, just just in one glance, you know. When I first got here, I remember telling my friend Aaron, I said, oh, I think this is my last stand, you know. And, you know, part of that is thinking deeply into um, the possibilities of what's in front of us. And I also mm-hmm. think it's very, very difficult to to know what that could be. But... I can certainly imagine it being something very challenging. (laughs) Um, But So I arrived here and I thought, oh, this is where I'd like to die, I guess, or this is where I'm going to make my last stand. I mean, it's quite a romantic kind of thought, (laughs) I know, but (laughs) I do feel that way. And it's partly the place, right? I'm surrounded by nature and that's really all I want in life as a main goal, just as much as possible. The perfect day is to get up, have some, some coffee and breakfast and, you know, the sun's rising. It's just so beautiful, you know, and then start mm-hmm. working on uh, instruments. And right now I'm building guitars and that's something I've said to someone, I said, you know what? It feels like a calling. Uh, it, it had a very powerful, has a very powerful draw at the moment these elements of a kind of a beautiful simplicity in, in, in things, you know, and uh, finding the beauty in, in these small expressions. And maybe as a human, ma- and we're makers of things, right? And I make stuff. That's sort of what I've always done, right? Like in, if I put my mm-hmm. mind to it, I can pr- practically make anything. And, but if I, if, I, if I haven't got it in me, there's just, I just can't do it, which is why I never make any money. Well, okay, it's like there's this the whole spiritual aspect, right, of living mm-hmm. here, really strong for me. But but here in Thailand, mm-hmm. I, like I have my friend Gung, I'll, I'll talk about forest spirits with her and all that stuff, and we, we talk about it just very clearly like it's uh, not a metaphor. Do, do, do you know what I mean? So uh, I spent a lot of time in the woods alone, you know, mm-hmm. many, many years. I'm 61, so... This feeling of uh, something uh, bigger than ourselves, I Mm -hmm. I could say, is quite strong. Sound, I mean, we could talk about the deep... What word would you use? I want to say resonance. That's a bit... I just just think of elements of sound. Ah are ancient to us, you know, know what I mean? And, and also mm. there's har- harmonic kind of resonances in nature, I think, and, and maybe when they get expressed in some way, but with our own angle in, a, say, an instrument we make, that, that these things can, can reverberate really deeply.
0: Many thanks to all of you, Barbara, Kevin, Pauline, Jan, David and Catherine. Farewell. Faster Than Expected. Thanks to Laura Upshaw for African Drum Dance on YouTube. If you like my podcast, please share it on social media. You'll find a link to subscribe and more information in the show notes at fasterthanexpected.one Take care.